the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with my admissions colleague, Catherine Alford. As you may know, we have two remaining deadlines in our 2019 cycle, June 10 and June 25, and Catherine and I recently sat down to talk about our upcoming deadlines, a number of events that we will be hosting throughout the coming weeks, as well as our best advice and tips for candidates who are applying in our June rounds. So if you are targeting our June 10 or June 25 deadline, this episode is essential listening. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my admissions colleague, Catherine Alford. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brett. It's great to be back. So um, you may remember Catherine for our loyal podcast listeners. You may remember her from her earlier podcast appearance. Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about where we are in the admission cycle. Uh, we have two more admissions deadlines, June 10 and June 25. We're going to talk a little bit about how these deadlines work and maybe share some admissions advice and tips for those of you who are considering applying in our last two rounds. So, Catherine, one of the things that's true about this time of year is that things will move pretty quickly, both on our end and from an applicant's standpoint. So we make decisions quickly, and applicants also have to make decisions quickly if they're extended offer of admission. Maybe give you know our listeners a sense of how one of these deadlines works and what we mean by, by quickly. Right. So our next application deadline is on June 10th. We will be doing interviews for candidates in that round from the 11th through the 17th. And then the decisions are going to be released on June 21st. So for any of those of you out there who are counting, that's an 11 day turnaround from the time you you drop your application to the time you receive your decision. So pretty quickly. And then if I'm extended an offer of admission, um, how quickly would I need to decide if I'd applied in that June 10 round? Well, Brett, we're trying to get everything ready for our students who will be starting in just August. So we need to know pretty quickly about your decision whether or not to attend. And so the the decision deadline is July 1st. So that gives you about 10 days to mull it over. And then you need to let us know. Yeah. So when we say things move quickly, we encourage you to do as much research as you possibly can uh, on the front end. There's still plenty of Plenty of time to apply to get a strong application together. We have a lot of resources uh, that can help you do that. The podcast is a great way to get started. This is one of several admissions-related conversations we've had here on the podcast. There's the Discover Darden blog. There's also the Exact Video blog. Um, and we have a ton of upcoming events. So if you want to get, get to know us a little bit better, a great way to get started is a phone conversation or an office hour meeting, which are in-person meetings. So, Catherine... How would you recommend someone approach one of those phone conversations? Obviously, we're on the phone a lot. We meet with people a lot. How, if I'm a prospective student, can I maximize that time? Great question. So as admissions committee members, we do not have a set agenda for how the phone conversations go. We really want to make ourselves available to answer any questions that are on your mind. So my best advice would be to spend some time on the website, spend some time on the podcast, get to know a little bit about our program, and then use your time on the conversation to ask any specific questions that you have related to your story or uh, things that have come up as you have begun completing your application, any nuances that are specific to your individual situation, that's a great thing to talk about in one of these conversations. 
Yeah, I always do think if you can do some baseline level research, understand how the program works, what sort of options you have. We obviously have two format formats, our executive MBA and global executive MBA delivered here out of the Roslyn location, uh, beginning with the class that starts this August. Uh, for those of you who are just learning about our program, we have one start date. It's in August in both sections of our class will be based here in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, so that's very exciting news for us. The other thing, though, Brett, is that we are very aware that the format can be a little confusing. So even if you have read the website about the way the program works and the way the schedule is run, do not be worried about having specific questions about the program and the formatting. We are more than happy to talk to you about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, one of the realities of our program is that there's a lot of integration across formats. Um, so if you were here, for example, this past weekend, residency, we're in quarter five, which is a domestic quarter in our program. That means all executive MBA, global executive MBA students are here in the U.S. There's no global residency offered. And so if you walked into our classroom here in Roslyn, there are executive MBA and global executive MBA students in that classroom together. We acknowledge that that's different than how some schools run these programs. Um, so do as much research as you can uh, to try to get those questions maybe to a, to a slightly deeper place. But the conversation is great because it's a way of establishing sort of a first connection and giving us an opportunity to get to know you. Um, and then, you know, you think about where you might build from there. So we have a number of upcoming events. So, Catherine, I know you will be hosting women's chats in the D.C. area on May 17 and, and June 7. You've been doing these all year. What do you enjoy about this format? You know, how you know what what is what is the best thing about coming to these chats? If I'm a prospective student and I had a phone call, how might I think about a chat as a next step? Sure. So the chats are usually hosted on Friday morning, so the end of the week, starting to think about what's next in more ways than one. It is a group of women that come together who are curious to learn more about the MBA program. Sometimes they want to know more about the format, which one is right for them. They're trying to decide between a residential format or an executive format. Sometimes they have questions about scholarship opportunities. Sometimes they have questions about career opportunities. And we use this time as just an opportunity to develop a relationship, get to know one another, and really just to see whatever is on your mind. It's been fun to see you see you host those. Oftentimes we'll overlap. I'll have office hours and you'll be hosting a, a coffee chat. And you typically will have a current student or two in attendance. You've been joined by the program staff for some of the coffee chats. So a good chance to meet a few more people affiliated with the program. Yeah, sometimes members from our career team will also be there to answer any of those sort of questions. We try to expose you to different players in the program so that you can understand some of the different facets of how the program is run. And those are primarily delivered in the D.C. area and other D.C. area-related events that we have. We have a couple of networking dinners coming up, which typically one of us or maybe both of us and some current students. Uh, those will be on May 22nd and June 19. We also have an app tips webinar. So for those of you who are listening to this wondering, gosh, you know, how do I learn more about the application process on June 5? We'll be hosting an app tips webinar. And the event that I the event category that I think we would encourage almost anyone who's considering Darden, whether residential or full-time, and you think about what really has impact for people, uh, class visit. Uh, or case method school, you know, sitting on the classrooms, great introduction to the culture of the program. So, Catherine, how should someone think about the class visit and sort of the sequence of research? Or when, when should someone think about coming for a class visit? 
So I think the class visit at Darden is an important differentiator of Darden from other programs. As many of you may know, the Darden School teaches through the case method of instruction. So in each class that you sit in on, you will see the students discussing a case, putting themselves in the role of decision maker. If I were in this situation, what would I do, given the fact that I don't have all of the information I wish that I had? And then the conversation will go from there. So as a class visitor, you get to sit in the back and watch the students think through the decision-making process. You get to see the way they interact with one another, the way they support one another, the way the faculty will jump in with thoughts and questions in a way that is pushing the students to get the most out of the learning experience without giving away any of the answers. And it's a very engaging and lively environment. And I think for anyone seriously considering Darden, it's an important thing to do to sit in the back to watch that action taking place and to imagine yourself in one of those seats, seeing if this is the type of environment where you think you will flourish. And class visits, if you think about visiting any of the programs in which you're interested, it gives you a nice baseline of point of comparison, culturally, educationally, from program to program. And we do think it's a great introduction to the culture here, um, because obviously this is a highly participatory learning experience. You know, everybody brings their expertise, their background to class class with them because of the case method. And you get to see that. We recognize that prospective students often have a lot of questions about exactly what that looks like. And so a class visit is a great way to get some of those questions answered. And again, to build a few more relationships, right? You can come sit in on a class, have lunch with our current students, pick their brains about how they decided to pursue an MBA, what brought them to Darden, is, what do you think about my timing? Does this make sense? I think you'd almost invariably hear from our current students that they would tell you, if you've come so far as to sit in on a class, you should really think about applying. Um, you're, you're pretty close, close to, the, to the process at that point. Um, so we have class visits in the D.C. area coming up on May 31 and through June 2, and then again June 28th through June 30th. Uh, Keep an eye on our, on our website for more details. The same is true for all the events that we've talked about. They can all be found on our events page. The class visits are on the class visit page. Um, you may have noticed, and you know, we recognize that everyone is really, really busy. Uh, so these class visits are on Fridays and Saturdays, and sometimes even Sundays. We may even open up a Sunday visit or two this time of year, recognizing that we have a limited amount of time. Um, so, Catherine, when you think about application tips for people who are applying here, uh, at this time of year, obviously, as we as we noted at the outset, things move quickly. Um, so, um, what would be a you know your best advice or a, an application tip or two you might share with someone who's targeting our June 10 or June 25th de- deadline? So, a standardized test is a requirement at Darden. If you have not received a waiver for your standardized test, we will need to see either the GMAT, GRE, or Executive Assessment exam. I highly recommend going with the executive assessment given the amount of time it takes to prepare and sit for and want you to know that you do not have to have your score officially um, finished by the time you apply. If you are just able to tell us the test date when you plan to sit for that exam, we are more than happy to begin reviewing your application and moving you through the process. 
What tips do you have, Brett? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Um, so a couple things. Uh, so one, you can always start with the test waiver request process. I think oftentimes for candidates, that can give you a lot of clarity as to whether or not you need to take a standardized test. Uh, you can find a link to the test waiver request, both on our website from our admissions FAQ page, as well as from our application. You don't have to have submitted an application to be considered for a test waiver. Uh, so start there if you'd like. We typically will waive our test requirement if someone has a master's degree in a quantitative or technical area, professional certification in a quantitative or technical area. For that, we typically mean CPA, CFA, or you have a pre-existing test score. So if you have an older or expired GMAT or GRE score, um, even LSAT or MCAT score, you can apply apply with those test scores, it's important that you still have the score breakdown available to you. That's not so much a test waiver as it is sort of here's another group of tests that we will that we will accept um, as, as part of our application process. So you can start there. Um, if you don't fall into one of those categories and you're ultimately not granted a test waiver, uh, really do second what Catherine said about the executive assessment. So it's 40 questions, 90 minutes, uh, probably 20 hours of preparation on average. Uh, whereas something like the GMAT for most U.S. test takers is probably 65 plus hours of preparation. The nice thing about the executive assessment also is that it was designed with this population in mind, uh, meaning, you know, it was designed in consultation with top executive MBA programs, thinking about executive MBA applicants and their busy lives and schedules. So again, it's not a test that you're going to study for months and months. You're probably going to study for a couple weeks and go take the test. And as long as we have your test score in hand at least a couple days prior to our decision release date, uh, we can keep you on schedule for a particular round. So Catherine noted, uh, for example, for our June 10 deadline, the decision release date is June 21st. So if you have, have not taken a test by the application deadline, as long as we have your test score in hand by the 19th or even in, in this case of so this time of year, the 20th, we can keep you on schedule for a June 21 decision release date. Obviously, you could potentially submit after that. Um, but that would affect just sort of the timing of the decision release for you. So a great, you know, a great way to sort of start here is if you have any questions about our test requirement or standardized tests, um, encourage you to reach out to us. Um, we can always be reached via email at exec, that's E-X-E-C, M-B-A at darden.virginia.edu. I'm happy to answer any questions. Very much view this as a partnership and uh, helping you evaluate whether Darden would be a good fit. And uh, this program is the right next step for you. But what about letters of recommendation, which are typically the slowest part of the application process? Any, any tips around recommendations? Well, I will steal your favorite tip on letters of recommendation. So we will also begin reviewing applications with only one letter of recommendation. You may remember that Darden requires two letters of recommendation, but we can go ahead and get started on your application if you only have one. Sometimes it can be a little troubling to try to get someone else to submit their part of the application. And we know it can take a little bit longer than you initially hope and plan for. So we're willing to work with you. Just keep us posted and keep us in the loop and let us know what your timeline looks like. And again, very similar to the standardized test score, as long as we have your second recommendation in hand, at least a day or two prior to the decision release date for the round in question, uh, we can keep you on schedule for that round. So if you have one recommender who's really responsive, 
um, great. And a second recommender who needs a little bit more time, no problem at all. Uh, our orientation in the application process is to try to get you a decision as soon as we can, if at all possible, and to include you in a round, if at all possible. So um, we're here here to work with you and to accommodate you. So you need one recommendation to begin to move through the review process, too, for a final decision. The only other thing I would sort of underscore is oftentimes candidates are, are wondering, okay, you've had eight or nine application deadlines at this point. Are there still seats in the class? How many? Is there still scholarship money? And what I would say is, yes, we still have seats in our class. We have, for the past few years, used all of our deadlines, June 10 and June 25 included. Uh, this year is obviously no exception, and we have these deadlines for a reason. Um, so the reality with the executive MBA applicant pool is it's not nearly as lockstep as you see on the full-time MBA side where everyone seems to apply either round one or, or round two. Uh, we have applicants in our pool in September and October and January and February and May and June. So if this timing makes sense to you, we're excited to have you apply. We still have seats available in our class and still have some scholarship money to award. So I'll say a quick plug about the scholarship process. So um, we have a finite amount of scholarship money. And so, you know, we start the year in our September round, for example, with the most money available to award. So as you will note, we've been through a number of rounds at this point. So we don't have nearly as much to work with as we did at you know, at the outset of the admission cycle. However, we still have some money to award, and our scholarships are largely merit-based, and that's academic merit-based. So the things that we're looking at in the scholarship process, a little bit different than what we're looking at in the admissions process. The admissions process is very holistic. Uh, this is one of the many reasons why we encourage you to get to know us or give us an opportunity to give us, get us, give us an opportunity to get to know you through the admissions process because, you know, who you are as a person, that sort of holistic review is going to really matter in the admissions process. When we get to the scholarship process, it's going to be much more about indicators of academic merit. So standardized test score, professional certifications, undergraduate GPA, graduate GPA, these sorts of things carry much more weight in the scholarship process. So if you're thinking about, you know, the scholarship process, you know, we recommend if, if a scholarship is going to be important to you, if you're thinking June 10 or June 25, try to target the June 10 deadline. We'll have more money available at that time than June 25. Still anticipating that we'll make some awards in June in June 20 in our June 25th round, um, but also understand the lens that we use. And you know, the scholarship budget for the Executive MBA program is fairly modest. Um, our average award is around fifteen thousand dollars total. That's for the entirety of the program. Our awards range from ten thousand dollars to thirty. $30,000 or so at the sort of high end. So we try to take the money that we have and spread it out, knowing that every little bit helps for candidates. Um, so Catherine, you know, one of the, one of the things um, that, that we encourage people to do is, is to sort of get to know us. And we've talked about, you know, ways to cultivate that relationship. And we talked about how, you know, we want you to come to mul multiple events. If you had limited amount of time, and we talked about scheduling a conversation, office hours, coffee chat, class visit, networking dinner, which of these events would you attend and why? Great question. I would attend a class visit for sure. You are going to spend a lot of time in this program in the classroom and a lot of time with this community. 
And when you sit in on a class, you get to experience the case method and get a good feel for the community. Anytime you visit a class visit, we also give you the opportunity to join our students for lunch. And that is a great time to sit and talk with people who are currently in the program to hear about how they're juggling work and school and families and to get a new perspective that will add value to you as you go through your own decision making process. Yeah, I can't can't agree with with that anymore. Um, just the whole, all the conversations that you have as as you sort of ask the question of, is this program right for me? Is this the right time? Our current students are are tremendously helpful with that. In fact, I would say that's probably the most frequent question we've asked of our current students here on the podcast: is how are you making this work? Uh, how are you juggling the time? How are other people in your life helping you through this program? And that's a great conversation to have when you come for a class visit. Not only is it a tremendous introduction to the academic experience here, uh, but just to the the whole community of people. And and all of our students have wrestled with the exact same questions that may be on your mind. So um, if you have the time, please consider joining us for a class visit. And again, uh, we'll have class visits at the end of May, May 31 through June 2, and then again, June 28th through June 30th here in in the Washington, D.C. area. Come and check out our brand new space. Again, I'm not sure we've been able to fully capture the podcast on the podcast, the view uh, from the space, but we are on the 30 and 31st floor of an office tower here in Northern Virginia, overlooking pretty much all of the Washington, D.C. metro area. So uh, come for the view, stay for the class and even join our students for lunch. So, Catherine, uh, any last last tips for our folks targeting our June rounds? I'm excited for all of you thinking about taking this step. I know it's a big investment of time and resources, but having seen so many people having their lives changed through this program, walking away, feeling like they are capable of so much more than they ever thought they were and seeing them leave with that confidence and um, that strength is really rewarding for me. And so thinking about all of you out there, thinking about being in the same place in a few years, um, it's really exciting. I was struck by something that Jim Dieter said on our admitted student blog recently uh, as part of a Q&A that this program is designed to be transformational. So if if you come and, and you put your whole self into it and really take the time to fully invest in class and relationships with your classmates, this program will not only change how you think about business, it will change how you think about yourself, your relationships, how you approach problems. I mean, the list goes on. It's designed to be that kind of program. And I will say over the course of the 60 plus current student conversations I've been able to have here on the podcast and also on the Experience Darden podcast, I'm struck time and again by just how transformative the educational experience is here at Darden. Yes, you'll learn a lot about business, but you'll also learn a ton about yourself. I think that always catches people a little bit off guard that um, the stuff that you really take away from the program is not just accounting and finance. It's a deeper sense of self-awareness, how you work with others, how you relate to others, your blind spots, these kind of things. Well, Catherine, thanks for coming on the podcast. For all of our June applicants, all of our our folks out there in podcast land thinking about applying this time of year, um, hopefully this was helpful. Again, Catherine and I are here as resources for you. We can always be reached at our personal emails as well as the exec inbox, and that's execmba at darden.virginia.edu. Catherine, thank you. Thanks for having me. And that was my conversation with my admissions colleague, Catherine Alford. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the Exec MBA podcast, 
We're all ears. We can be reached at exec. That's E-X-E-C. MBA at Darden.Virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.